Greetings coming to you from Hawaii, Saturday morning. Beautiful day, beautiful constellations, the moon and the stars and the pristine air and the fabulous air of Hawaii. Let us go ahead and open this session with a moment of silence followed by the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. All right, I'm, uh, let's go ahead and do... Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5, please. Let's do it together. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of His benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Yay! And now let's go ahead and do these, the Jabez prayer. It goes starts like this. It goes, Oh, oh, that you will bless me indeed. Can you say that with me? Say, Oh, that you will bless me indeed and enlarge my territory that your hand will be upon me, and that you will keep me from evil, that it may not harm me. And God heard our request and answered it. Amen. <clears throat> Paraphrase, of course. Our scripture for today <clears throat> is, is in the book of Habakkuk. Uh, I'm going to read a couple, and then I'm going to see what my views are. I really believe that we got something here today for us. I've been thinking about this in the last week or so, and it's always, um, you know, discover, you know, and understand and accept what the Word of God says. Um, usually, mine's, mine is in the side of encouragement, that we're loved, we're forgiven, we're good to go. <clears throat> There's no punish, punishing uh, sermons like I used to give to myself trying to pick myself up by my own bootstraps. God is a good father, a father that's good, and continually gives us his mercy, his loving kindness. As you know it, and I know it too, we're here to, to flint and start up the word of God in our lives today. That's what I come here for, and I know you do too. So thank you so much for your for your love and your and your ears and your attentiveness. May the Lord bless you and bless your family, bless the works of your hands, the eyes, and your heart, and heal all your ailments according to His promise and His riches and glory. May your pocketbook and your faith increase and receive your inheritance in Christ Jesus. Amen. Be blessed. Scripture for today is Habakkuk 1.5. Behold, ye among the heathen, and regard and wonder marvelously. 
For I will work a work in your days which you will not believe, though it be told you. Wow, what, a, what an incredible statement on Habakkuk 1.5. The Lord is speaking, who's talking to Habakkuk. Behold, you among the heathen, and regard and wonder marvelously. Regard and wonder marvelously. For I will work a work in your days which you will not believe, though it be told to you. Habakkuk 1.5 And the scripture that's hooked up to that in the New Testament is, is Acts 13.41 Behold, you despisers and wonders and perish, for I work a work in your days, I, a work which you shall in no wise believe, though a man declare it unto you. The same theme, right? And then we move on to Habakkuk 2, 3, and 4. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. For at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it shall surely come. It will not tarry. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. That's our primary scripture for today. Uh, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak. I love that. You know, when you look at something, it speaks. When you look at a child, it speaks in our hearts and it says, wow, there's a creator that created those beautiful eyes, that innocence, you know, that and a child that just the beauty of it and their trust and their love. So they speak, right? The firmament, the skies, the stars, and the wonder. I'm here in Hawaii, and we've been looking at the stars that we normally do in the constellations, and we get our apps and so forth. And I was just wondering, how fast does our satellite move across the the uh, in the the sky, the moon, the moon? How fast does it go? Do you know? Do you know that the moon travels uh, uh, two two thousand? 283 miles an hour I thought it would be faster but it it, uh, it goes around the earth 24 hours and it'll, it'll, it'll travel less than 1.5 million miles in 24 hours so that baby I don't know if you could put your mind on it but the I think our satellites travel around 22,000 miles around the earth they're closer the moon has to go further out, so it, it's so I don't know what the, what the math is, but anyway, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> but it speaks too of a creator, of a balancing of the seasons and so forth. It's just a, uh, and it's right over our heads, and it's so powerful. I believe it has a lot to do with the <clears throat> with everything in our balance and our system, and our and we know that for sure. We know that it plays a big role in the tides and, and everything in the earth and us. <clears throat> you ever see uh, people get loony? Yeah, I've seen it. I talk to the hospitals, you know, and, and they say that when there's a full moon, people come out of the woodwork and weird people, they get loony, you know, so somehow the, uh, the brain loses its, uh, it starts to... <clears throat> the weight of it starts to pick up and the water inside or something and just moves and starts sparking all over the place if you don't have a spiritual connection 
I would think. Anyway, moving right along, the verse that I wanted to concentrate on is because behold, on Habakkuk 4, says 2-4, behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Okay, the soul which is lifted up. <clears throat> so our soul can get lifted up. You know, our soul is, is, is we have to um, culture our soul. Our soul is like, uh, it says in the Bible that foolishness is wrapped up around the heart of a child and a good beating will get it out. And I believe it's, it's the soul when it says heart. Um, why is the soul... Uh, get, does it, why does it get proud? Why does the soul become haughty, um, <clears throat> judging, and um, proudful, and arrogant, and all these, and selfishness? All these things that we, that's our test on this earth, to, uh, to function with the soul in the proper way that it was made. I believe the soul needs to be loving, kind, uh, gratitude, grateful, and we taught it. I taught my soul to be vicious. I taught my soul to be hateful. I taught my soul to, to not uh, care about itself and myself. You know, it would take too many chances. Uh, my soul will talk to me in the mirror, like many of you have had it. It says, you, blah, 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 son of a blah, 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 blah. I had to turn away. I'm 22, 23. And I don't like myself, and I can see it and hear it. So I started looking for a format to run a life. You know, I got too many responsibilities. I got two two kids, uh, 21, 22 years old. Got a, a, a married so young with a, a lady that was older than me, and I promised all kinds of things, like we all do. And behold. So what happened is the soul is is not rewarding the soul, not being respectful to the soul, not thanking the soul. Just like we thank God, we need to thank our soul for the good job well done and continue to encourage it like a child. And, uh, and at the same time, probably reprimand it too when it gets haughty, full of uh, pride and ego and arrogance. Um, so this is an incredible passage right here. I wonder what it says in the other translations. It says, Behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him. But the just shall live by faith. And Kenneth Copeland, and, and they say that, that faith works by love. So we have to get love. And the only way to get love for us is to read the Word of God. And the, the love of God comes into our hearts by reading the Word of God. God, okay, it's not by memorizing uh, something a long time ago, but reading the whole thing and content, for me anyway, you know, I must use my imagination on the Word of God to, to bring out, to get the love of God out of there, and once I have the love of God, I have His confidence, His faith, the just shall live by faith, so faith has to be on top of the soul, they have to be together, the soul has to be in love, and then the soul spurs out faith, and all will be well when you're in good hands. And we're in good hands with the Lord God. 
A couple of other scriptures says, For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Just imagine we are reading the word of God and we're waiting for the power of God. So these scriptures apply for that in that realm. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come. In other words, the promise. And will not tarry. So, you know, it says, have courage and wait on the Lord. Have courage and wait on the Lord. And that that love will come upon the soul. And we will, we will be strengthened. I will be encouraged. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him, saith the Lord. Romans 1.17 For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, The just shall live by faith. Now this is kind of easy to understand for me. The righteousness of God comes with grounding myself and being patient to receive the righteousness of God in my soul as a touch of love. I've been touched. And it, go, it reveals from, I have faith in the process. I have faith in, in getting myself quiet and opening up the book of God and waiting on Him. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. And so we receive faith by the written word. <clears throat> Galatians 3.11, our last scripture. But that no man is justified by the law, okay, by our works, in the sight of God. It is evident, for the just shall live by faith. Amen. So that's about the best spin I can put on that scripture when I read it about two weeks ago. I've been thinking about it, and now I understand it for me. I understand it easily, and I hope you do too, that uh, we're to wait as we read the Word of God for the uh, transformation to take place. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by patience and waiting upon the word of God to be transformed into our hearts. A healing verse, a prosperity verse, a promise from the word of God. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and lift up his countenance unto you. Thank you for helping me walk through my own Bible study unraveling my thinking, making it easy for my imagination to grasp it. All right. I love you. Have a great day. Give them heaven. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.
Thank you for coming today's uh, Limitless Love. We're going to be reading 2, 22nd and 23rd of Kenneth and Glorious Copeland. Wonderful book. This is like a university in college. It's no different, folks. I've been to uh, Bible college for a couple of years and got a, a bachelor's degree in alcohol and drug counseling. And though I never worked it, I worked it for free, though. I'm always constantly upgrading and uh, learning just like you are and that's why you're here we're constantly um, sharpening our acts to get closer to our father and and learn the skills we need so we can bring more into the kingdom of god and we'll be like that scripture in daniel that says uh, those who are wise and bring many to righteousness will be like the stars that shine forever and ever beautiful passage. I think it's uh, Daniel 12, verse um, 2 or 3. I'm over here in Hawaii, and I can see the constellations and the beautiful stars, and we're just amazed. Find out a lot about our moon going around. I believe our moon travels at um, 2,288 miles per hour, according to our measurements, and it'll, it'll circumvent the whole earth in 24 hours at uh, tra- traveling uh, 1,400 and, and, I don't know, 80 miles, uh, one point, about 1.5 miles it'll travel around the earth. Incredible, huh? Balancing act. All done by God for our purpose and for his glory and his honor and our existence. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you for keeping us alive and well. Thank you for giving us so many things that we do not know about or couldn't even conceive or, or understand, Lord. Lord, we do believe that you love us. We do believe that you, we are your favorite. We do believe that you are our Father. Jesus is our brother. Holy Spirit is our consciousness, our, our good conscience. And we love to sharpen our axe, Lord. So help us to sharpen today as we get into your word. Lord, we thank you for today's reading. We thank you for Kenneth and Gloria Copeland and all the research and development they have done, and they're passing it on to us free, folks. So we thank you. Today's reading is Limitless Love for October 22nd. Develop a strong defense. The scripture is 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11, the New American Standard. But one whom you forgive anything, I forgive also. For indeed, what I have forgiven, if I have forgiven anything, I did it for your sakes in the presence of Christ, in order that no advantage be taken of us by Satan. We are not ignorant of his schemes. New American Standard. Okie doke. The devil is continually devising plans and schemes to throw believers off course. He is constantly sending offenses, troublesome circumstances, pressure, and temptation designed to trip us up and keep us from finishing our race in God. One way we can defend ourselves against his schemes is by developing the full of the Spirit in our lives. The fruit of, our, of the Spirit. The fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, 
gentleness, and self-control. Within us always helps us overcome. Most people think that the fruit of the Spirit works primarily to bless those around us. It does bless others, all right. But working in the fruit of the Spirit blesses us too. The fruit of the Spirit in operating enables us to combat the forces of darkness that surround us. It helps us to rise above challenges that confront us every day of our lives. Think about it for a moment and you can easily see why. When the devil tries to discourage us, joy will wash that discouragement away. When he tries to tempt us with the pressures of lust and fleshly indulgence, self-control will kick in and give us the strength we need to triumph. As one writer says, Because of his love, the Father yearns for his children to begin to cultivate every fruit of the Spirit. For he wants his sons to be overcomers. Actually, a believer cannot be a total successful overcomer if any one of the fruits is missing in his life. Because that particular area will be the very one in which the devil will concentrate his attack. Each fruit of the Spirit enables the individual believer to better cope with adverse situations in his life. Each fruit of the Spirit has a job to do in obtaining victory for you in every area of our lives, of your life. Okay, and that was taken from a book. And I can't see who it was. A God for Character, Developing the Fruit of the Spirit in Your Life, by Harrison, published in 1991. Okay, since love, for example, is not touchy, fretful, or resentful, and takes no account of a suffered wrong, when the devil sends someone to hurt you or treat you badly, that device won't work against you. Love will keep that offense from sticking to you. It will keep you from succumbing to the devil's strategy and stepping into strife and sin. His plan will be defeated, and he'll be left without a way to damage or destroy you. Love will be your best defense. Amen. And with that, you know, one of the reasons I put a rubber band around my wrist is to remind myself to praise the Lord for each situation that comes my way. I have turned my life and my will over the care of God, and I need to let Him uh, respond to the situations that come into my life, either protection or wisdom or energy or even patience, advice. Amen. So I thank you, God, for what's happening. Thank you for this day. October 23rd, Limitless Love. This is Gloria. Taking the narrow way. Our scripture for today is Matthew 7, 13, 14, New International Version, NIV. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it, but small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. Matthew 7, 13, 14. Some believers seem to think that walking in love is optional. They act if they have the right to take offense if they want to, or act rudely and unkindly when they aren't into good mood. 
They do it without ever realizing they are in sin. Sin, you may say, that's a pretty strong word. I know it is, but it's the right word. Nevertheless, and if we're going to walk in the blessing, if we are going to walk in the blessing and the abundant life of God, we better quit making excuses for it and call it what it is. Love is God's commandment to us. It is not His suggestion. It is not His preference. It's a command. When we're not walking in love, we are in disobedience of the command. In other words, we are in sin. We don't have to go kill someone or commit adultery to be in disobedience to God. We don't have to swear or cheat on our taxes. All the devil has to do to get us into sin is to convince us to walk in selfishness, to put ourselves first and ignore others, to put us on the road of destruction. All he has to do is get us to walk another way, any other way than than love. I know keeping the law of love sounds difficult, and if you were doing it in your own strength, it will be. In fact, it will be impossible for you not doing it in your own strength. You're born again. You have a Savior who shed His blood so you can have the life and love of God inside you. You have been empowered by God Himself to love as He loves. You may have been a selfish person before you met the Lord, but He delivered you. Then, that's out of that selfishness when you were born again. You may have been critical and unforgiving of your life, but when you received Jesus as your Lord, He made you a new creature. All those old things pass away. They don't have the power to rule over you anymore. God has called you with a high calling. He has given you a high way to live and a high law to keep, but He's given you the ability to keep it from the inside out. He's given you the nature of love. And He's given you the Holy Spirit to teach you to walk in that nature. Sure, the way of love is narrow to say, stay on it. You can't allow the pressures of the world to push you this way and that. You must let the Word of God and the Spirit within you direct your steps. It will take some spiritual effort, but you can do it because you've been born of love. It's the only way for you to live. In Jesus' name, walk in peace, go in love. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Lift up His counsel and give you peace. <clears throat> Establish you in every which way in His purpose. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day. Give them heaven. Today's podcast, I'm going to be reading an ex- excerpt from Small Miracles, uh, Extraordinary Coincidence from Everyday Life by Jita Helberstam and Judith Leventhal. Hmm. Preface by Bernie Siegel, author of Love, Medicine, and Miracles. Wow, there's another good book, huh? Books, books, books. That's all we know, guys. Here we go. The first story on page 177. I'm picking it random. In the 1950s, when it was acceptable for a woman of 
reading to work. Epi letter, letter of Chicago was faced with a quandary. How to direct her dynamism and energy and what to do about her growing restlessness. She had one teenage child who was away in school all day and a busy executive husband who traveled much of the time. Having relocated to the big city in 1954 from Eau Claire, Wisconsin, where she had been active in civil affairs, she thought of entering local politics, but it had been warned away. The Chicago machine is not manned by La Follette Democrats, let alone women. An old friend cautioned, if you try your hand at local politics, you might wind up in Lake Michigan wearing a cement ankle bracelet. I have to do something, she thought. I must have a calling. She didn't know what it was, but surely she would know it when she found it. In August of 1955, Epi was reading the Chicago Sunday Times. <coughs> Sometimes, when a certain feature captured attention, she read the column over and over again, once, twice, three, four, with mounting interest. It was the advice column penned by a woman named Ann Landers. At the bottom of the column, there was a note encouraging people to send their problems to Ann Landers with the promise that all letters will be personally answered, even if they weren't used in the paper. The commonest must be swamped, thought Epi. I bet she could use an assistant. Now that's something I'd like to do, help Ann Landers answer her mail. She probably picked up the phone and called an executive she knew at the paper. I figured out what I'd like to do, she announced to the to Will Mun Municky. I'll help Ann Landers answer her mail. There was a long pause on the other end. Now this is odd, said Municky. That you should be calling me now? Ruth Crawley or Ann Landers just died suddenly. I'll call you back. Ruth Crowley or Ann Landers just died suddenly. I'll call you back. By the time Monique had returned her call, Epi Letter had already revised her plans since there was no one to be an assistant to, she would simply take over the entire column herself. Wow. She knew it was a reach, but she had a feel for this kind of thing. She told Monique in response, the executive laughed. My dear, he chuckled, the newspaper business is not about granting wishes to ladies with sudden inspirations and nothing to do. When he sensed that Epi's feelings had been hurt, he tried to cushion the blow by gently explaining that this column called for training that she simply didn't have. Crowley had been both a newspaper woman and a nurse. And there was the added complication that Anne Landers wasn't just a local feature, but was a syndicate in 40 papers throughout the country. But Epi year was not deterred. She asked how a new Ann Landers would be selected. By competition, Maneki answered, all the contestants will be given the same letters to their answer can be compared to substance and style. 21 contestants, most of them writers and reporters, a few of them executive wives, have been lined up. Well now, you have 22, answered Epi. 
FESTLY. Minucky saw no point in arbitrarily keeping Epi out of the contest. She would soon realize of her own accord that she couldn't cut it. He thought, fine, you're in the contest, he replied. Epi Letterer had never written a line for a publication and had never held a paying job. But she had other qualifications that were important. Common sense, motivation, energy, a clear idea of right and wrong, and tremendous self-confidence. The competition stretched over the course of many weeks, and she kept knocking out sample columns that were entertaining, authoritative, and easy to understand. The judges of the Sun-Times were impressed, but they didn't know by whom, because each contestant had a code number. This bit of blind justice was necessitated by the presence of the executive wives in the contest. Week by week, more would-be and landers were eliminated until the final decision was made. The numbers were decoded, and the winner was Epi Letterer. There was a small meeting with Epi and a few executives. They gave her a less than ringing vote of confidence. You'll never last, they said. <laughs> Comment. This story teaches us the importance of acting on impulse and being spontaneous rather than being restrained by logic and reason, which many of us seem to feel is the higher good. It's important to be able to simply seize the moment and be mindful of opportunities when they present themselves. Thank you for coming in today to listening to God's Word. We're going to be reading, starting with Proverbs 23, and then jump over to Psalms 23. And then from there on, we'll just move up and down the Psalms. Getting the Word of God into our hearts and minds and souls, and living by a good format that pays well. It pays to put the Word of God first. Here we go, Proverbs 23. In English, got it in Spanish here. Let me switch over to English language. Here we go. And they're watching the game on the other side, okay? So bear with me. Okay, Proverbs 23, when you sit down to dine with a ruler, okay, we're doing a uh, King James this month, we're about done with the month, so let me switch over instead of the Amplified. As I remembered, let's, let's pray. God, give us the enthusiasm and the joy to hear your word, relieve us of any malfunction and cause us to walk in righteousness for your glory and your honor lord we pray in jesus name amen okay i got the new king james version for some reason i couldn't locate the regular king james here we go when you sit down to eat with a ruler consider carefully what is before you and put a knife to your throat if you're a man given to appetite do not desire his delicacies for they are deceptive food. Do not overwork to be rich because your own understanding cease. Will you set your eyes on that which is not? 
for riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away like an eagle toward heaven. Do not eat the bread of a miser, nor desire his delicacies. For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. The morsel you have eaten, you will vomit up and waste your pleasant words. Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your words. Do not remove the ancient landmarks, nor enter the fields of the fatherless. For their Redeemer is mighty, he will plead their cause against you. Apply your heart to instruction and your ears to words of knowledge. Do not withhold correction from a child, for if you beat him with a rod, he will not die. You should beat him with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. My son, if your heart is wise, my heart will rejoice. Indeed, I myself, yes, my inmost being will rejoice when your lips speak right things. Do not let your heart envy sinners, but be zealous for the fear of the Lord all the day. For surely there is a hereafter, and your hope will not be cut off. Hear, my son, and be wise, and guide your heart in the way. Do not mix with wine-bibbers, or with gluttonous eaters of meat. For the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty, and drowsiness will clothe a man with rags. Listen to your father who begot you, and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy the truth, and do not sell it. Also wisdom and instruction, and understanding. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice, and he who begets a wise child will delight in him. Let your father and your mother be glad, and let her who bore you rejoice. My son, give me your heart, and let your eyes observe my ways. For a harlot is a deep pit, and a seductress is a narrow well. She also lies in wait as for a victim, and increase the unfaithful among men. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has contentions? Who has complaints? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Those who linger long at the wine, those who go in search of mixed wine. Do not look at the wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it swirls around smoothly, at the last it bites you like a serpent and stings you like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things and your heart will utter perverse things. Yes, you will be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea, or like one who lies at the top of the mast, saying, They have struck me, but I was not hurt. They have beaten me, but I did not feel it. When shall I awake that I may seek another drink? All right, now we move over to Psalm 23. King David's psalm, his most most famous psalm of all, Psalm 23. Here we go. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside the still waters. 
He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for His namesake. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now we go to Psalm 53. The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt and have done abominably iniquity. Abominable iniquity. There is none who does good. God looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand who seek God. Every one of them has turned aside. They have together become corrupt. There is none who does good. No, not one. Have the workers of iniquity no knowledge who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call upon God? There they are in great fear where no fear was. For God has scattered the bones of him who encamps against you. You have put them to shame because God has despised them. Oh, that the salvation of Israel would come out of Zion when God brings back the captivity of his people. Let Jacob rejoice and Israel be glad. Psalm 83. Thank you for listening in today. Appreciate your ears. It says, Do not keep silent, O God. Do not hold your peace and do not be still, O God. For behold, your enemies make a tumult, and those who hate you have lifted up their heads. They have taken crafty counsel against your people and consulted against and they have consulted against your people and consulted together against your shelter ones. They have said, Come, let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be remembered no more. For they have consulted together with one consent. They form a confederacy against you. The tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagrites, Gebel, Ammon, and Amalek, Philistia with the inhabitants of Tyre, Assyria also has joined with them. They have helped the children of Lot. Deal with them as with Medium, as with Sisera, as with Jabin of the brook of Kishon, who perished at Endor, who became as refuge on the earth. Make their nobles like Oreb or like Zeb, yes, all their princes like Zeba and Samuna who said, Let us take for ourselves the pastures of God for a possession. Oh my God, make them like the whirlwind dust, like the shaft before the wind. As the fire burns the woods, and as the flame sets the mountains on fire, so pursue them with your tempest, and frighten them with your storm. Fill their faces with shame, 
that they may seek your name, O Lord. Let them be confounded and dismayed forever. Yes, let them be put to shame and perish, that they may know that you, whose name alone is the Lord, are the most high over all the earth. Psalm 113. Psalm 113, the majesty and condensation of God. Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its going down, the Lord's name is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations, his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God who dwells on high? who humbles himself to behold the things that are in the heavens and in the earth. He raises the poor out of the dust and lifts the needy out of the ashes, that he may seat him with princes, with the princes of his people. He grants the barren woman at home, like the joyful mother of children, praise the Lord. Amen. Now Psalm 143. A earnest appeal for guidance and deliverance. A Psalm of David. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. In your faithfulness answer me, and in your righteousness. Do not enter into judgment with your servant, for in your sight no one living is righteous. For the enemy has persecuted my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in darkness like those who go have long been dead. Therefore, my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is distressed. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your works. I muse on the works of your hands. I spread out my hands to you. My soul longs for you like a thirsty land. Answer me speedily, O Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, lest I be like those who go down into the pit Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning, for in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk, for I lift up my soul to you. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. In you I take shelter. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. Revive me, O Lord, for your name's sake. For your righteousness' sake, bring my soul out of trouble. In your mercy, cut off my enemies and destroy all those who afflict my soul. For I am.